Unplanned trick. It's another week, it's another episode. And it's, it's another lot of unplanned trick. <laughs> Excellent. So sounds, sounds great. You've, you've planned a lot for this episode? I have. In fact, I've planned that we've even got a special guest. We've got oh. we've got Jack from Let's Talk About Treks today. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm feeling very planned. <laughs> you're oh, you're well, fitting with me. <laughs> don't worry. I'll, I'll sort that one out by the end of the episode. Oh, good. Good, I've, good. I've even taken notes today, so um, Ooh, yeah, I'm really work. planned. Hey, actually, you wrote with a pencil. I did because on paper. And I usually do it on my phone, but that's where I've got Jack, so I had to transfer my notes. Analog. It, it was very admin heavy this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super interesting because I actually do it in reverse. Like while I'm watching the episodes, I write it on paper because. I'm a million years old, oh. and then, but I have to share my notes with my co-host because he, he has trouble keeping up, so he's got to like keep along with the notes. So I have to then type them after I've written out three pages of, of notes every time. It's really hard having a co-host that won't keep up, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just that far ahead. I think that's the issue. I'm really Is enjoying it? this podcast so far. I'm so far ahead that I'm actually on next season. Oh right, of you this show. the episodes that haven't been even released yet. That's, that's right, fantastic. Yeah. Well, we're going to do um, lower decks today. We're doing the episode where essentially they're playing. What was the name of that Star Trek Next Generation VHS game? Uh, was the called? Star Trek VHS A game. Challenge. What was it called? It's called a Klingon Challenge. Yes. Okay. So that's what they're playing this week. Mm. Um, we've got people dressing up in cosplay for it. Yep. We've got Tendi in a towel. Mm. And we've also got um, Bold Boimois. So, and there was a D20 involved. There was, there yes. There was a D20. So a lot to talk about this week. We probably need a bit of structure so that we'll go into our first segment and see what we do. Let's do it. If you didn't like Chrysalis, then you were not alone. But is this one better than the voyage home? Well, is it worse than Chrysalis? No. No, it's not. Plainly not. Jack, have you seen Chrysalis from DS9? I, you'll have to remind me which one, which one is Chrysalis. Uh, so, do so, a deer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there's augment si singing for the majority of the episode. Oh, no, see, uh, see, this is the thing. So we're going to have an issue here because I think that the ones you mentioned are Chrysalis and The Voyage Home. And one of these apparently you feel is good and one you feel is bad. Yeah, that, um... So out no, of the episodes, I love episode. the boys home and I love Chrysalis because DS9 sings. I want like a whole album of that. Wow. Oh dear me! <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't think of many other DS9 sing-along songs. So there was Cisco with his "Out of the Sun," blah 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 blah, right? <laughs> oh um, yeah, blah 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 blah. And then there was there was a uh, Nana visitor. Right, yeah, with her right. like whatever she's like happy oh, birthday, she was Mr. Good. President, or whatever yeah. she did, right? Yeah. Um, those that's all I can remember. Yeah, um, well, that's enough for an album. Yeah, or at least an EP. Look, if if this was an EP, the Chrysalis song would be the last track, and it hopefully gotcha. would have like be one of those CDs where you'd have 
the 20 minutes of silence before the secret track and you might uh, not yes. get to it. Like, it, it wasn't a great song. The, and Look, Do um, Re Mi So Far So Good. Yeah, it, the, it wasn't even as good as the Do Re Mi in The Sound of Music. No. Which features Klingons. Yes, yeah, that's it did. Right. A yeah. General Chang. That's right. Yeah. yeah. In the original, yeah. 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 Um, this episode, I think, is better than Chrysalis. Oh, right. So we've got Chrysalis as our worst and Voyage Home as our best out of the ones that we've done so far. And to be honest, we're pretty harsh on Chrysalis. Um, but harsh we, but fair. Yeah. We, we, there aren't many that that I think are going to compete with it, to be honest. I think there's that flashback episode where Riker goes through all these season one memories um that Shades one of yeah, i think that yeah. one will be up there and maybe even the naked now or oh no no yeah. no hello that's real science fiction so, i'm totally on board yeah. with that i okay. think my i think my low bar for tng is code of honor really right is yeah, that i don't think you can get lower than that that's like episode two or three right it's yeah, it's number two. Yeah, yeah. If you it, don't count, if you count Encounter at Farpoint as one, sure. Yeah, yeah it, it it is a terrible episode. Oh no, it's true. It, yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, we came right out of the gate with trash. Yeah, um. <laughs> it, it's a well. I, I argue to Andrew a lot that season one is original original series. Still, it's season four of the original series, and that next gen doesn't start till Pulaski's off the ship. Hey, don't. <laughs> they used a lot of the stories from Lay the off. next phase. Uh, the what is it called? The next phase? Not the next phase. That's an episode. Phase two. Yes, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the next phase is what I think of when you say chrysalis. Yeah, so you right. say chrysalis. So right. he thinks he's Isaac thinks he's got away with his with his Pulaski dissing. Yeah, but, I do it each week. Yeah, but no, no, no. <laughs> do not be dissing my lady. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, Riker's dad. They pushed her down that <laughs> elevator shaft. <laughs> down a Jeffrey. Oh, he would push me down a Jeffrey's tube. One of the vertical ones. 100% I will. Yeah. Yeah. I want a whole series with Riker's dad and Pulaski. Oh, I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah. how good would that be? Yeah. Just the two of them. The prequel? Just going for it. <laughs> Just... so, so it's like a, like a three-part sitcom, right? So you have Keiko and Miles in one of the scenes, <laughs> and then you have Riker and Troy in one of the scenes, and then you have Kyle and... Uh, Catherine? Name? Is it yes, Catherine? Catherine. Yeah. I was going to call her Diane. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> you don't call him Kyle. Kyle. You call him Riker's oh. dad. <laughs> Kathy and Kyle. He's like Stifler's mum. It's Riker's dad. Yeah, that's his yeah. proper name. Okay. I would probably, if I was going to do a series, I'd probably do a prequel. So it's before Encounter at Farpoint, how they got to know each other. So it wouldn't mm. be with with those other people that you mentioned. But yeah, um, not at all. Yeah. Saying that, that I would probably watch that before Chrysalis as well. And there'd be sex. Oh, yeah, Sorry, yeah. Just to clarify yeah, that. Thank you. I yeah. thought you were deviating off the path. And that double entendre you just used, sex, yeah. what do you mean by that? That's a single entendre, yeah. <laughs> single entendre. Yeah, if, An if, obvious entendre. If, yeah. if by sex I mean rooting. Thank you. But good. Thanks, Andrew. Just to clarify that. I think we might need to segue to the next The Riker. <laughs> This is where we award points for any romantic interest, and we're using Riker and indeed Morn as oh. the um, reference point of what what they would do in that situation if it's, if it's points worthy. Riker and Morn together. 
Yeah, that, that would be... That, that's a good wingman comp... He'd go there. Yeah, he'd go there. <laughs> that, okay. Come on, Will... Yeah. The Willmeister would go there. He would... Yeah, and he'd keep Morn quiet. Oh. Yeah. But yeah I know. He'd, he'd get Morn shouting. Yeah. So, I'd like to put forward Rutherford and the Delonians. Is that what they were called? They were. The Delanians. The Delanians. I, I thought yeah. it was a, yeah. a play on the Delaney sisters from Voyager. I, that's exactly one of the things that I just caught during my most recent watch was yeah. that the whole planet is Delaney. Like, every pair of sisters is the Delanian sisters. Excellent. Yeah, and we never meet the Delaney sisters. So, for me, in, in my headcanon, they are incredibly hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Rock has already been there. Oh, and see, more. in my headcanon, they're, like, super, super ugly. They're just, like, oh. the only available women on the ship. Right. So, that's why Harry and, Harry and Tom are all over them. Well, particularly Tom. Like, Harry's like, oh, no, I've got duty to do. <laughs> if by duty yeah, you mean... know why. Yeah, Tom actually points out very early on, people are going to pair off. Yeah. Yeah, and the Delaney systems come as a pair. So I've got the, the Delaneyans and Rutherford, because he did make the quip at one point with tongue. So that counts. Uh. Um, and I was considering the same race with Billups, but considering at the end of the episode he's not a king, it means that he probably didn't do anything worthy... Of um, points because we've learned King, kingness. If, if he um, loses his virginity, he then becomes king of his people. Oh, that's right. So the fact that that hasn't happened means that he doesn't get a point. Right. But Rutherford used tongue. He did. So he gets points. Are you guys happy with that? Oh yeah. I I, I think that's great. Excellent. Thank you very much. I gave, I gave this a lot of thought. <laughs> a lot more than it probably deserves. So I don't. But there's okay. So there's the thing though, like. Wasn't can we assume that off screen that there was some like extra stuff that went off with Ransom and the Delaney's? I don't know if they were if Ransom was on the planet long enough to ah uh, that well, doesn't need to be long. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Do you, so you think Ransom might be worthy of a point too? Uh, I think that he he definitely. So he's the one who used sex. Oh, who used yeah. sex most this episode. He, he did. Yeah, he used his body as um. The way of fixing the the issue that was happening on the planet, didn't he? Mm. His body became an olive branch. <laughs> mm. And if if by olive branch you mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, Christmas tree maybe where you can hang the baubles. Baubles. Yeah. Um, if by baubles you mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm happy to give Ransom a point too. So we're going to give it to the um, the Delanians, Rutherford, and Ransom. Excellent. Here we are. Captain Jean-Luc Picard Medal. And long-term listeners, this is where we give our award for the, the three best characters of the episode. And this week, Andrew's been invited to keep a, a look at it and yep. see who is worthy of the great man's points. And I've given it as much thought as I give every other week. You always manage to get me three, though. I do. That's yeah. I know, I do. I do. <laughs> I, I, I do. Oh, and a um, special shout-out to Kevin from Belgium. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so, Jack, we've got a, one listener from Belgium. And they have listened to the exact same amount of episodes as we've put out. Um, so Belgium and episode counter is the same, and it goes up each week. So we, we really want to um, um, meet our Belgium listener. Who we have named Kevin, because obviously that's a pretty common name in Belgium. It's a, it's a very Belgian name. It is. Good. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> so, okay, Picard, this week, um, the one vote, mm -hmm. the easy one, Tendi. Tendi. Yeah. Now, can you imagine why? 
I can. You can. Yeah, it was a memorable scene. It certainly was. Um, the towel scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was fantastic. It and was. It didn't ruffle Boimler's feathers, as it were, at all. He just played it cool, which was un- unlike him. Very He's bold Boimler now, though. Very so. un un Boimler. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, look, I was excited enough for both of us. Thank you. Yeah. Both, both, both you and Boimler. Me and Boimler. And yes. me too. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you weren't counting. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Anyway, um, two votes. And you've taken my joke. Oh, have I? Boimler. Oh, okay. For keeping his cool in that scene. I'm sorry for reading your notes. (laughs) Yes, the notes that I've never actually written, ever. Um, I don't think I've actually ever used a pencil, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never got my pen license. No, I've I've seen pencils. I mean, Mm. I know they exist. Yeah. I've just never used one. So anyway, Boimler gets two... Boimler gets two votes because I tell you what, he showed way more control than I would have. Hmm. You know. In fact, way more control than I did show during that. That's scene. true. Yeah. It was incredibly awkward. It was a bit. I know. Look, okay, we got we got okay. a towel. It's fine. Cleaned up. No problem. You didn't stain. It didn't stain the kitchen. And this wasn't the Blu-ray version. So. Well, it was blue. That was for sure. Yeah, I don't know about the ray, but there was some blue involved. And uh, okay, any. I think the word we're looking for is anyway. Yeah. Three votes. Hundred percent, yeah. Martok. Martok, because he's just because Martok is just he's such a legend. I mean, he's not my favourite Klingon. Obviously, Gowron's my favourite mm. Klingon. Mm-hmm. Googly Eye, Captain yeah. Googly Eye is yeah. the ultimate Klingon. But Martok's pretty good. See, I I thought that Martok would be the opposite because it's revealed that he's only a Ferengi knockoff. It's oh, not the yeah. Martok expansion pack. Oh no! You see, they said that. Mm. No, I. It's a deep fake Martok. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's still still real enough. Oh, it was real for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah, and, and look, if they had to put Martok in the towel, that probably would have been it. That it would have been over. It made you stammer. I know. I couldn't even think of <laughs> Englishing was really hard just for a brief moment there. Don't say that word. Martok or Martok and towel. It's really never mind. Oh. <laughs> excellent. Well, we'll see if any of those characters double up in the next round where we go through the. The opposite of the best three, and this week we've asked Jack to do it. So we'll just do a quick musical sting and see what happens. The Keiko O'Brien Medal. I kind of introduced this section before I hit those pots and pans, which is literally what's in that musical sting. But as I mentioned, we've um, asked our good friend Jack to be on the lookout for the opposite of the best three, oh. the worst or most annoying three this episode. And I think we gave you a difficult job because it's a kind of cool episode, but we'll see if there's any repeat names of what you had for the Picard medal, Andrew, and, and where we land this week. So I have, uh, I have, I have, I have, I've selected three people here. Excellent. And, uh, I'll save my I'll save my most complicated one for the last. <laughs> um, the first being um, what's his name, Les Lundy. Lundy. Oh. I, this might be the first time that we see this character. He was like but, a bit creepy, right? Like just appeared in yeah, the corridor. Yeah, he is the creepiest character in all of Star Trek. Like I think that maybe that was what Barkley was supposed to be in the beginning, but he never really was. But this guy takes the cake. Yeah, excellent, good choice. The Keiko. Yeah, cool. Who have you got next? <laughs> so then we have, uh, so there's uh, down on the planet, there is someone who is so enamored with Ransom 
that they just like they decide that he is going to be the ambassador and it's this baby this yep. baby god character yep. creature yeah there's there's issues with that thing uh, it, it speaks like it's the professor from lost in space oh you bobble-headed booby <laughs> <laughs> even mariner said it was excessive having so many um gods and bosses for that planet yeah pick a struggle yeah 100 yeah. there's um there's a thing that uh, captain picard does which is like uplift his crew and you know give empowering speeches and mm. you know encourage them and make people be bold and yada yada and uh, which is a really good skill pike does it but he just says it by saying it like it be bold okay i'm gonna do it but anyway so this is uh this is kind of the antithesis of that mm. where captain freeman is not concerned about her crewman's rights to not be harassed at work. Yes. <laughs> or chased for death. Right. In the corridors of her ship. Yeah, the, 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 she wasn't Solely because really she's thing. been plied with alcohol earlier in the day mm. and had martinis with this guy. So she's like, yeah, sure, go ahead and hunt my people. Yeah. There's like a quid pro quo there that I'm not really comfortable with. Ah. I think about quid pro quos these days. Yeah. He, he did compliment the captain on the mimosas mid-fight. He did, So it was yes. a memorable exchange that they had. But you're right, he, she was more interested in, in Boimler's honour than his life at that point, right? Which is a bit un-Star trek Is it yeah, un-Star trek I just think that Freeman just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. It was impressive that she knew who Boimler was. <laughs> but Fair. Yeah, but I, I, I think you make a very good point for your vote. So we've got... I've, I've written down in pencil, um, um, Lundry, Baby God, and Captain Freeman. Those are the guys. What? Good God. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Okay, so this is where we award points for any fighting that happens in the episode. So, I actually don't think I did a good enough job of writing down, because I think there's more fights than I actually wrote. Oh, there's too many fights. Yeah, I've got Cranch and Boimler both getting a point for the, the obvious fight that happens uh, in the episode. The hunt. Yeah, but I'm too, I was just thinking when I was listening to the, the music listing, we've really got the, um, the issue on the planet with the, 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 the Delanians and uh. um, Rutherford and Billups. That's, that's very hostile. Yes. Um, counts as a fight, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. Yeah, so I better write those names down. Um, the Delanians are getting a heap of points this week. Um, and does Ransom fight to save the day, or does he just take his top off like Andrew does mid-show each week? That's uh, why it's a podcast and not a video. Look, it's the same. It depends on what you call fighting. Um, <laughs> because again, after the cameras turned off, I think more things happened. Right. Would what you, you mean on this show? <laughs> I mean, like, between, like, after we ripped his shirt off and then we switched scenes, if we had stayed there, I think more things went on that they just, they couldn't quite show on this cartoon. It's a good point. Maybe Ransom fought with his shirt. Well, the shirt didn't put up much of a fight. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to give, yeah, so Cranch, Boimler, Billups, the Delanians, and Rutherford at least a point, but I think we could give a point to... Ransom, we would not just use his words. No. Yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're, I'm happy with that. A lot of points this week in the Wharf Medal.
line of the episode. Well, right, I wrote down two um, lines of the episode that I thought were the best. Uh-huh. They both go to Rutherford. So I loved how enthusiastic he was when he said, with tongue, oh. about the kissing on the planet. And I also liked his line that he'll just be regular early when they were playing the game at the very start, um, when there was pressure on Mariner to get... Super early. Super early from oh. Ransom. And he just said, I'll just be regular early. I thought that was quite funny. So, Jack, as our special guest out of those two lines, do you have one that um, either made you chuckle the most or that stands out? Or do you have a yeah, I definitely enjoy the part about... Um, <clears throat> about you, you're almost late for being early. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Rutherford. So he's so upbeat and happy oh, about being totally. just... I'll just be regular early. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. Very, very good writing. <laughs> yeah, Rutherford has a lot of great lines throughout the season that are just like... They're just like... He's, he's like a real, like, regular, just happy, yokely-dokely guy. <laughs> he's all of his lines, you know? Yeah. He's, um, he's got a bit of Flanders about him, but... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, like I, I mean that as a compliment as well. <laughs> Is that possible to mean that as a compliment? On Flanders. <laughs> what does that make me? I think, uh, I think there's a lot of Flanders Quagmire. in Starfleet. <laughs> what was that, Jack? I think there's a lot of Flanders in Starfleet. I think yeah. that maybe Starfleet was probably founded by a Flanders. Or a Canadian. In head yeah, absolutely. The yeah. USS Flanders. Oh, I'd love that. Should have they used a saucer separation? Alright, this is one of our newest sections. This is where Andrew discusses how using the saucer section technology, which we've seen in about three episodes of Next Gen, Uh would have made this episode stronger if the Cerritos had that technology. And this is one of the worst introductions I've done. How about you interrupt me and take it? I didn't even understand anything (laughs) you just said there. But it doesn't matter because I'm going to go with it. Now, every single episode of Lower Decks should have a saucer separation because, and, 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 and the saucer should never actually reconnect with the rest of the ship. Does that mean we're infinitely separating? They just basically, they both fly around next to each other, but never actually connect because no, because everyone's forgotten how to reconnect it together. Oh, right, yeah. So, and and the main thing, (laughs) the the main reason I'm I'm sort of entranced by that idea is because how awesome would the Cerritos, because the Cerritos with a separated saucer is just two nacelles flying around by themselves. Like, how awesome is that? I could imagine (laughs) Boimler kind of, you know, riding one like a, like a jet ski or something. Oh, that, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. But I just love the fact that, like, the nacelles are, like, the thing that pushes the ships around. Mm. If you've just got a ship that consists of nothing but two nacelles, then there's no need for a ship. It's completely pointless, <laughs> you see? It'd be fantastic. You just have the sh- these, these nacelles just flying around the universe, doing their own stuff, just, you know, going places, having adventures... Meet, stuff. Meeting um, Delanians. Meeting Delanians, yeah. boiling water skiing behind them. Yeah. And, and the saucer just going off and never being seen. Where, would, where would you shower? Oh, well, you don't. Oh, we need a shower for the Kennedy <laughs> thing. Hang on, yes. Yeah, we need. You know. Actually, maybe she wasn't actually showering. She was just walking around in a towel. Because that's what you were doing about half an hour ago. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. I mean, I mean, this is. 
This is Tendi, right? I mean, wouldn't she have grown up largely naked? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, I've got no idea what you're talking I about, mean, sir. She grew up with her... I don't, I really know how the structure of a riot society is now, but I know once upon a time they were not allowed to wear clothing. Right, I didn't know that about the Orions. I, I knew about the Ferengis. Looks like I'm um, going probably to Orion. Orion yeah, Orion. Right. <laughs> yeah. We usually go to Risa for our end of year trip, but we might be going to. Like, have you got a towel? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a several. I've got a really, I've got a really small towel. It's really quite tiny, actually. I've seen it's just it. a napkin. <laughs> it's a, it's really a tea towel, to be honest. Oh my god, they're gaffer taping a car on the telly. Yeah, uh, anyway. No, anyway. Um, Jack, I'm really glad that you stayed online during all of that explanation of um, what would happen in the, if we separated the um, separated it. That was very well done. All right, well, we're at the stage of the show where we're revealing what we're doing next week, revealing like your small towel. We are, oh, yes, yeah. we are spinning the wheel. Yeah, we and it's been spun. We're watching a DS9 episode next Ooh, week. Oh, excellent. It's the final episode of season three. The adversary. So this would be now. So the final, the final pre-Wharf episode. I, I, I've got a feeling Wharf's more like season five, but it, it might be four. No, 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 no. I, yeah. I think the it dog, was the Dogs of War is when he came. They, I, I. It's four or I five. I, I, I feel thought, like it's got to be four because we usually do like the major crazy changes at four. Oh. Like <laughs> at four, we did the Borg thing, right? Yeah. End of three seasons, four. and at four, we did seven. Right? Yeah, that's right. Or so it makes sense kids. at four <laughs> that we're like, oh, we better do the ratings thing, so you pull in Worf. I also think this might be the last episode then that it's actually Commander Cisco. Yes, I think he um, uh, he either gets. I think he might be Captain. At the start of season four. Yeah. Captain, yeah. Of, oh, new Captain of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Captain. Captain of the Defiant. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 So hopefully there's a bit that happens in that for us to analyse next week. Jack, it's been sensational having you on the show. For, well, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. For beyond our Belgium listener, um, but for them as well, how can people connect with you um, online and um, tell us more about your podcast so they can get into that too? So you can find me online as Astral Argonaut. I'm not going to spell it out for you. You can also find uh, our podcast uh, with my co-host Earl Gray uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Patreon, and Google Podcasts. It's called Let's Talk About Treks. It's the podcast with the best name. I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's not our plan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Which our show's not either. It's incredibly planned. But thank you so much for making time for being with us today. It's been sensational having you back on the show. Um, yeah, thank you. We'll um, gladly have you on again. Thank you very much. Catch you later, mate. Awesome. All right, take care. Cheers. It's just not what you'd expect. That's because it's unplanned track. Unplanned.